You didn't like trade the farm for Jimmy Butler like one of these guys did. Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I traded. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that trade got approved. I traded Clay the night before he dropped sixty. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Man, that's like the best trade ever if you don't do it. I know. Welcome to the Corner Three Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. So, guys, I started watching the Cavaliers-Knicks game tonight, and there's some highlights on there to start the show about the rivalry between the two. And I'm kind of blown away the fact that LeBron and Charles Oakley were on the court at the same time. Did you know that? I didn't. No. Yeah, they showed LeBron dunking on Charles Oakley, like when he was probably like 20 and Charles Oakley was like 70. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's like 90 and he's still out there. Yeah. That's what we're going to start the show with. Hey, guys, it's the time for another edition of the Corner 3 Podcast. Uh, it's a really excited show of a great week of hoops where we saw Russell Westbrook continue to get triple doubles. The Chicago Bulls fall apart. LeBron James still doing LeBron James things. And uh, John Wall being really good when his team is not. So I think that summed up the week, guys. Let's go ahead and get started here. Tim Daniels, always with Alex Derrickson. How are you, sir? Hi, Tim. Hey, buddy. Hey, How are you at- doing? I am great. I am great. I'm here with you guys. Nothing's better than that. That's right. Yeah. And of course, Sean Mackey. Sean, sir, how are you? Good. How are you, Tim? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got some basketball good. to talk about. We're going to talk some movies tonight. We're going to talk some basketball movies. So we're going to talk yeah. to that. And, but we can't go much further on this show, guys. We can't have an NBA podcast without wishing the great Larry Bird, the clear man, Larry Bird, a happy birthday today. So happy birthday to LB who has never listened to this show and never will. Um, <laughs> and, well, thank you for our career that I was too young to remember, but I've seen a lot of great hardwood classics. So, right. happy birthday, Larry. You know, it's it's funny, Tim, because, like, you know, it's his 60th birthday, but every day I go to this website called dvdpricesearch.com, <laughs> and they have celebrity birthdays, and I check them every single day. And I and every every day I'm like, oh, man, that guy's really getting old. But they had Larry at 61. <laughs> they had it wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So, hey, while, while we're at that, favorite Larry Bird memories for, well, even if it's off a hardwood classic like me. <laughs> uh, mine would be the Jordan versus Bird uh, Sega Genesis video game. Nice. <laughs> The one and only time I ever saw live Larry Bird was during the 1992 Olympics. Uh, I've never actually seen, I was too young, I wasn't watching basketball in 1990, 90, <laughs> or the 80s at all. I didn't get into basketball until 1995, so uh, yeah, the, the only time I ever saw him was at Barcelona. So that's really the only memory I have, and I also have a video cassette. um and it's called it's called Larry Legend, and uh, it's kind of a summary of his career, and kind of ends with him falling down and his body breaking down. And it's, it's hilariously narrated by Daniel Stern, who you know was in Self Pride. So it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome movie. They occasionally show it on NBA uh, TV, but um, that's my I don't have any real Larry Bird stories. I'm I'm thirty 
I'm 33 myself, so. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, like I said, so all of mine come from, like, the Hardwood Classics, like the Steel Against the Pistons, and obviously the Classic Laker games, but um, I did really enjoy that Pacers team he coached that lost in the finals to the Lakers. That was a cool team, but. Ooh. Yeah. Other than that, I'm with you guys. So let's get started with how we do each and every week with this show, guys. Uh, like I said, a lot of action each and every night in the NBA, which I think, honestly, has become the best professional sports product in the world right now. Maybe besides Champion League Soccer, if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of great action this week, guys. A lot of great games. A fun Bulls-Cavs game that we had as our game of the week last week. And the Bulls haven't won since. That's, that's three or four games since then, by the way. Um, so, Alex, we'll get you started, man. Who are you loving this week? Shout out to the Orlando Magic Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever runs, this, runs this device... You're doing the Lord's work. NBA TV tweeted, John Wall went off for 52 points against the Orlando Magic last night. The Orlando Magic replied back, at NBA TV, but we won, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrific. That's a fun fun one. Those spelled (laughs) T-H-O. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, Sean, who are you loving, man? What what stood out to you this week? I, I don't even know how I'd follow that up, Alex. I know. <laughs> like, how do I follow that up? Uh, well, you know, it, it's been a weird week. All the West teams are 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 killing it right now. Like, if you look at the standings, like they've all they're almost all on win streaks right now. Right. They're just they're killing it. Um, and uh, a team. I'm, I'm going to pick a guy from a team. That has lost three straight. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Lou Williams. Yeah, man. Shot Dude, he's, he's had a hell of a week. He's had a hell of a week. He's averaged almost 28 points a game. Um, and that's mainly because D'Angelo Russell is not playing right now. But you know what? He's cleared. He's going to be back next week. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamic. And I really, really, really hope the Lakers can get to the eighth seed this year. I was all about the Timberwolves getting that eighth seed earlier. Nah. that That's... That is a dumpster fire right now. This is a this is a good team. I like them. I like I'm, them too. Just going back, I said Luke Walton, second place coach of the year. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen, right? <laughs> kind of like I said, Russell Westbrook would win MVP. I think, yeah. At this point, yeah, yeah. Dude, we're a quarter of the that, season already. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Yeah. So, guys, um, I will kind of piggyback from my loving off of um, Alex's comments. And I'm going to say that I'm loving John Wall because he was incredible last night. Like Alex mentioned, they definitely lost because they're definitely terrible. Um, But John Wall, 52 points, 8 assists to go with that 52 points. And I give him props because not only was he incredible, he called his team out for not trying hard last night. And I saw (laughs) the guys on the jump. We're, like, really upset with him about that, saying he needs to work harder at being a leader. But, like, he just dropped 52 points. What more do you want from him? Do you want him to have a Clay Thompson 60 points in, like, 18 seconds night? Because that's not going to happen from John Wall. He is, like, I think he's honestly the most underrated point guard in this game. I think that he does so many good things. And, you know, I understand, you know, playing in the East with a lot of good point guards, he's probably not going to make a lot of all-star games because that's what Mike Conley's graded on, obviously. But I, I really feel like John Wall is, like, such a great player. And, dear God, he needs to either get players around him or get the hell out of there because his town is being wasted. 
Oh, I agree. I I think he needs to. You know, sometimes uh, it's great to be a good leader. You know, you want to be a good leader, and I I do think that John Wall is that. But he's been in Washington for a few years now. Um, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals once. Is that correct? They were. Alex? Yeah, and that was when Wall got hurt. Yeah. So, so, you know, but every once in a while, you got to make a stand and say, look, this team sucks. Kobe did it in the 2000s. He said, you know, he wanted to ship Bynum out. He's like, let's do this. Lakers were just making money off Kobe at the time. And I kind of feel that's the way about the Washington Wizards right now. Like, if he left, they they would just have Bradley Beal. And he's he's a second banana kind of guy. So, uh, <laughs> I he, agree. Uh, he, John Wall is the star there, and if he does not, uh, yeah, if he's if they're not winning games, I, I think he should bail. Go out to Sacramento. Make that team great. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm down for that. So, Alex, on the other end of this, who are you not loving right now? Oh, jeez. Let, let me think about this. I would, uh, you want to, you want to, you want to go, go to Sean real fast. I gotta, I gotta think this one through. That's fair, because I've got mine already, too. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off my comment last week. I'm still not liking the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> They've lost seven straight <laughs> in nine of the last ten, and somehow they're still in the playoff race. <laughs> That's how fucking terrible the East is. <laughs> oh, man. Did you, see, did you see how Dwight got dunked on by Oladipo the other night? Yes! Yes, God. that was amazing. That was vicious. <laughs> yes. Did you see Westbrook's comments? No, what did, what did he that say? That was my favorite say... part about the whole thing, because he goes, it's about time he dunked on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you not loving, Tim? Oh, uh, guys, this pains me, because, you know, it wasn't too long ago this guy was Defensive Player of the Year, but Joakim Noah is not Joakim Noah anymore. Oh, my oh. God. He has become bad. And I feel bad for Phil Jackson and Knicks because they invested a lot of money in him to be the defensive player of the year again. And his back being bad, his knees being bad, his ankles being bad. And he just, you know, we obviously knew he was never this great offensive player. He was really good at setting screens, and that was about all his offensive game was. He's not out-rebounding anybody. He's not blocking shots on anyone anymore. He's not stopping people from getting in the paint. Joakim Noah is done. Done. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... No, that I just I was gonna say, can we just like shut it down? Like <laughs> right there. shut down, shut it down. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the my my famed Joe Kim Noah McFarlane uh, from the famed McFarlane line of toys. Did you I know. buy that for you? I think so. Or is you or Mike? <laughs> but uh, so I think I think it's time that I, I turn it to where he faces the wall, <laughs> as opposed to out. Yeah. On the contrary, I am loving Derrick Rose this past week. He's played really well for them. You know, the Knicks the Knicks are like one of you know, I think Bill Simmons said this a while back, and it it's that's the truth. The Knicks have a really weird habit of like signing players after they're over the hill. Yeah. And I I just don't get that mentality. It's like a it's like they're taking this huge risk and throwing money at like you know, Pete, I mean, Derek Rose is on the last year of his contract. That's fine. He's not going to get money next year. <laughs> but uh, no- Noah is uh, – he's he's awful right now. And it, it, it sucks because 
Porzingis is so awesome. Yes, he is. You know, I love that guy. I absolutely love him, but uh, I don't know about that team, man. The thing, too, about this frustrating about Noah is, like, don't be wrong. Like, we all love Noah. Like, I mean, we have very, very passionate, vivid memories of his great time in Chicago. But, like, he's taking minutes away from Kylo Quinn, who has played really well for the Knicks. And that's what makes it so maddening because O'Quinn is like O'Quinn should probably be their starter at center on. Agreed. Agreed. And um it's like, well, Hornacek's like, nah, dude, we've got Noah. He's gonna be Noah again sometime, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> one of these days. We're just waiting on maybe, it. Maybe for one day. Right. Right. I'm gonna say this, Noah's gonna go out there and have like a ten point twelve rebound game like next week, and I'm gonna be like, ah oh, damn it. Well, go ahead, Noah. Go get that 10, 10 and 12 game. We need that. Right. Yeah, like you'd be just like Dwight Howard at that point, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I think that touches on like the uh, big things there, what we are and aren't loving uh, from this week in the NBA. So, guys, while we are on topics of crazy things that we mentioned earlier, this man, General, we mentioned Larry Bird earlier. He was a supporting role in this movie. Guys, we are old. Space Jam. It's 20 years old this year, and I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was a really cool topic to have. Because one, our childhood. Two, we all love Michael Jordan. Um, three, just like all the, you know, how the fact that this movie is still pop culture relevant through different things, whether it be like sneakers, apparel, movie, DVDs and Blu-rays, special editions, people constantly referencing it, the Looney Tunes still making movies. Like, Alex, we're at a point now where like a movie from our childhood that is not that really that good is still so beloved it's so weird like how it's somehow maintained relevance yeah <laughs> i know like that's one of those things where i kind of eventually thought that it would fall to the wayside but somehow it hasn't i know it's one of those movies like when we saw it as kids we were probably like okay yeah whatever it's a you know it's Looney Tunes. Oh, dude, when movie. I saw it as a kid, it was the second coming of Christ. <laughs> right, same here, man. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but a couple years later, you probably weren't going, man, that was so awesome. I love Space Jam so much. It was so right. good. I was. You know, it was, it was, I, well, you were, yeah, that seems like <laughs> something you'd do, Tim. <laughs> you're like, Tim, you're like, God, I love this movie. <laughs> you're going to like, they're showing it at like midnight movies at like, you know, the theater and stuff, you know, five years later. And you're like the only one in the theater going, God, it's so good still, especially after the 20th viewing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, never, I didn't think it was going it, to, it, it's very iconic. Uh, I'll give it that. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite Hoops movie. It is very fun, though. It was one of the last, uh, like, fun movies that Bill Murray did. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's great. But uh, Well, it's because it's, some people say that it's actually told, it's telling the story of the greatest game never witnessed by human eyes. And legend has it that the game and the experience was so traumatic for Mr. Murray that he switched to doing drama roles. After witnessing the the Toon Squad versus the Monstars, <laughs> shift of his acting dynamic. Oh man! So guys, I got a funny Space Jam story. I got to tell you because it's you know it's Warner Brothers to the T. So Best Buy has their classic reward system. It doesn't make any sense where you like spend like five hundred dollars there and you get like a five dollar reward. I used my $5 reward to get Space Jam on DVD because I was super stoked for it because I'm very nostalgic and close to my heart and I love my childhood. So I'm all pumped. I get home and I put the 
I actually put the disc into my computer because they're advertising that you can play the old classic demo from the Sega Genesis game on the computer, like on the keyboard. So I'm like, all right, cool. I go to click on the special features on a one-disc DVD. The menu says, all special features are on disc two. (laughs) So you got the one-disc version of a special edition for $5 (laughs) with a shitty coupon. Yes! (laughs) There is oh, no way to justify that purchase. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's terrible. Yeah, but like, they, Jesus. it's it's cool that like it still has that relevance. Like even like lately, if you look like, at the Jordan brand, they're re-releasing the Space Jam shoes again. Uh, Blake Griffin and Jimmy Butler did the Monstar commercials. Like, it's still neat to see that it still like matters. You know what I mean? Like, it's still like a part yeah. of like basketball pop culture. You know what the other awesome thing about it is? Between What's Michael that? Jordan and all those guys that lost their talents, they all combined to win six NBA championships. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> Sean Bradley, yeah. Muggsy Bogues, Bradley. Larry Johnson, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. It is truly the Ocean's Eleven of basketball movies. <laughs> yes. Yes. So while we're talking the Ocean's Eleven of basketball movies, you know... um, I think that is sports-wise, like, basketball movies have still, like, had a lot of relevance. Uh, you talk about, like, movies like Glory Road that tells a story about the Texas Western team that beat Kentucky in the 1966 NBA NCAA championship. Um, you talk about, like, um, Hoosiers, obviously, which is basically, like, basketball Rudy. Um, and you kind of talk about, like, you know, it, it, great comedies, like The Sixth Man with the Wayans Brothers, Celtic Pride, like Sean mentioned. Um, I um, love The Sixth Man. I've forgotten all about that movie. I'm that sure... the... I hate Marlon Wayans, but I do love that movie. I'm sure it doesn't <laughs> hold up. Yeah, I'm sure if we go back and watch it, we're not going to love it. So, uh, Sean, we'll start with you on this conversation, man. Like, basketball movies that stand out to you that you love the most and why? Well, there's a lot of good hoops movies out there. For there's sure. a lot of crappy hoops movies out there as yes. well. Um. I always joke that Teen Wolf is my favorite basketball movie, and it probably is, just because it's one of my favorite movies ever, and it's wonderful. Um, However, it's not much of a basketball movie. So, um, in terms of, you know, great basketball movies, Celtic Pride, uh, which was one of uh, Judd Apatow's uh, first writing gigs, uh, that's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen Celtic Pride and you're a Celtics fan, you're doing it wrong because it is a wonder. It is an absolutely wonderful film. Uh, I surprisingly like Eddie a lot. With uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I do like Eddie a lot just because it <laughs> it, it took place in the mid '90s and uh, it was just I thought it was it was it was it was Whoopi Goldberg and her. Surprisingly, her lover at the time, Frank Langella, uh, kind of kind of going at it. Uh, she becomes the coach after hitting a uh, halftime shot because the Knicks are so terrible, which is hilarious because they're still pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of good acting in the movie. Uh, uh, the late great Malik Seeley plays one of the main players in the in the in the movie, and he's outstanding. Um, that's a great one. I love. He got game. Yes, um, one of Spike Lee's best movies. Uh, I I love the shit out of that film. I think it's great. Um, my number two, 
before going to my number one, I will say this is it's kind of an obscure one, and I saw it when it came out on video back in 1997. I picked it up at uh, the movie gallery. Uh, it was called Rebound, and not Rebound with Martin Lawrence. It's uh, it was actually the first movie I'd ever seen Don Cheadle in, and uh, it's based on a story about um, Earl Manigault, who was I guess uh, the reason why they made the movie was back in 1987, the day that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar retired, they asked him you know, who was the greatest player you ever played against? And he said, it's got to be the GOAT, Earl Manigault. And everybody was just like, like the news were just kind of like, who the hell's this guy? And uh, it's kind of the legend behind this uh, this streetballer who played with, you know, all these other great players in New York back in the day. And, uh, you know, he let his life kind of get eaten up by drugs. The movie's great. Um, John Cheadle plays the main character and uh, Forrest Whitaker plays some janitor or something in it. So, uh, but it's a great movie, but greatest movie ever, Hoop Dreams. I can't, I, I don't know. Blue Chips, too. That's another good one. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Blue Chips. Good point. I, I, Blue, Blue Chips is wonderful. Like, I don't know. What, what's your favorite, Tim? He Got Game. Um, I just saw he that, got like, game. first off, like, we've talked about this, so we'll probably get to it in a minute. Like, I thought that Ray Allen's acting in that movie was actually really good. Like, and obviously, anybody with Denzel Washington, like, we know there's going to be a good performance there. So yeah. I, th- I thought those two worked really well together. Um, Rick Fox is in the film, and he's also pretty good on camera. And so I, I thought like I thought that was a really good job. Um, I guess I kind of like the idea of like hearing the stories of crooked college sports because we know it's out there. And they did a good job of telling the story of like, if you do this for me, I'll make sure you get this. And I thought that was awesome. Um, so that's definitely on there. And then um, – can we count the old like Michael Jordan '90s documentaries, like Above and Beyond, and all those? Are those allowed? <laughs> well, I mean, they're good documentaries, Tone. They are about <laughs> basketball too, so yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> How many of those were there? There was like literally, like I feel like you got like, oh. I feel like there's a movie box set you can buy of all those now. A- Alex had all of them, I believe. And no, then- I have the uh, I have the 1991 NBA Finals and exactly. and the. Uh, Bulls hit like late six championships box set thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The with all those crazy un- unstoppables <laughs> with and, the uh, yeah, learning to fly. Le- learning to fly. That's my favorite. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I've got uh, the whole ninety-one Bulls Lakers series on DVD, but nice. I don't have like the Michael Jordan documentaries. But truthfully, like as far as like the best, like um, the ones that I really love. Like I said, he got games on the list. I, I, I like you said, Alex, uh, Sean. I really like Blue Chips because, like, as someone who loved those '90s Orlando Magic teams, that was kind of the origin of the Shaq Penny like relationship. And yeah, it was. So, like, if you're an Orlando Magic fan, you don't like Blue Chips. You are also doing it wrong. I, I, I feel like Nick Nolte was was passed up for like an Oscar nomination for that film. He's so <laughs> damn good in that movie. That opening scene. When he goes in to talk to his team, yes. screams at him, kicks them all out, then makes and, and then he leaves, and then he comes back, and then he leaves again, and then he comes back. You know, I mean, he's he's completely psychotic. Not to mention and, Ed O'Neill as the reporter in that movie. Yeah, I, everybody in that movie's great. I I love Blue Chips, and like you said, it was if it wasn't for that, Shaq would have never met Penny and tried to talk the Orlando Magic into into <laughs> drafting him. So, Alex, it's your time to talk about some hoop films. Yes. Ah, uh, well, you said all I could say about He Got Game. So, 
So, which is my personal favorite. But I'm going to go with one, you guys. will probably disagree or give me shit for it. But uh, Basketball. Nice. Nice. Uh, it's probably, if we're going to let that one count, that's probably my all-time, and that's my favorite sports movie of all time, I think. But, uh, is it really? I think yeah, my, I can always watch basketball. Like, it is such a bizarre thing where, like, I can put it on at any moment, at any time, and just be like, yep, this is what I'm watching. You know, it's funny, because, like, I remember the day that I rented that, because I think it was, it was, um... Uh, January 3rd, uh, 2000, no, 1999, January 3rd, 1999, I rented that for the first time, because that was the day I broke my leg. <laughs> so, and we, we had just went to movie gallery prior to me, you know, sled riding and breaking my leg, uh, but we, we picked that one up, uh, Con Air and uh, Spawn, the movie. <laughs> and uh, I remember sitting there that night uh, on a bunch of medication watching basketball and going, God, this is a great movie. This is so good. It's so, it, it, it's, it falls under what I, I call the best kind of stupid. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where it's, it's, it's wonderful. You're just watching it, and you're just like, this is so dumb. But it's, like, the good dumb. Uh, yeah, I just feel like the reason I say it's probably my favorite sports movie is just because they had so many of them shoved down my throat in high school. True. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you mean, watch like, Remember I'm, the Titans in high school? Uh, I'm never going to forget the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, man. Same, Same here, here, man. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, good point, though. So. so, while we're having this conversation, before we move on and talk about our games of the week, um, we can all agree, though, that like LeBron James and Trainwreck has got to be like the best basketball acting performance in like a decade or two, right? Uh, completely. Yes. It, it, is, that, it is. The only part of Trainwreck I've seen. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's great in that. And, like, he's one of those guys. He, he translates so well to acting. He's kind of like John Cena. Yeah. John Cena's a really good actor, and he's really, really funny. He's another one who was in that movie, and mm-hmm. he's done a few other parts. I think he was in uh, Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy yes, Poehler recently. And he's hilarious in that. Like, he's one of those guys who just translates to film so well, and he's he just he has comedic chops. LeBron does, John Cena does. I mean, they, but yeah, LeBron's he's the best NBA actor I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Did you guys know when uh, Bill Simmons short-lived had any given Wednesday, he had Bill Hader on. And um, Bill Hader tells a story about, like, when they were filming that movie. And there's this scene when they're playing basketball together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I watched this. So there's that scene where, like, he actually makes the shot on LeBron. He's like, that actually happened. He's like, we were just shooting around. like, And, like, that they caught that on film. He's like, and, like, so that reaction that I had, he's like, that was real. Like, he's like, that That was actually how I responded. So, like, when he's like, yeah, LeBron, you're my bitch. Like, stuff like that. He's like, <laughs> he's like I actually said those things. Those were not lines. And it, like, goes out and, like, does, like, the like the dust thing. Like, that was awesome. Doesn't he, he, does, doesn't he leave the gym and yes. then come back and then throw the dust up? Yeah, yes, he does. And then um, he talks about, like, a bunch of people, like, actually believed he was LeBron's doctor for real. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, man. I love that movie, man. Like, I, I I mean, like, I think Joe Apatow needs to make a movie strictly on Steven, John Cena's character in that movie. Like, that would just be outstanding. Well, you know you know who that was based on, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, 
before we get off topic here, guys, we got some uh, really, really awesome basketball games coming up this week. And our game of the week, unfortunately, is on the night we're recording. So by the time we talk about this, it could potentially be done already. Um, but I will also throw another one there I want to kind of touch on. So tonight, guys, we have, you know, Sean, you talk about how you miss the NBA being, like, ruthless and everyone hating each other. These two teams hate each other. We have the Clippers and the Warriors tonight. And this isn't, like, some, like, oh, we just don't like each other because they're better than us. This is, like, bad blood, close, like, Kurt Rambis clotheslines in the paint, fights on the side of the court, don't like the other team celebrating, you know, give it all you got for four, for 48 minutes. This is that kind of rivalry. And this is a, you know, this the start, so these are two, two teams that are right now the top two teams in the West. These are two teams that are really playing at high levels. Kevin Durant might be, I mean, the best player on the Warriors, honestly. But, you know, minus Clay Thompson's night the other night. But this is, you know, what you want, really, from the from being a basketball lover. This is kind of wanting that little, that little bit of 90s feel of two teams that absolutely hate each other. Yeah, they are, uh, they're feisty. <laughs> I'm, uh, it, I, I love rivalries. There's not a whole lot of them that exists anymore. No. Sadly. I mean, everybody's very buddy-buddy. Um, the Clippers have a chip on their shoulder because they have been so close so many times with the same group. They're kind of up and down right now. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors are looking pretty dominant. Yes, they are. So it's going to, it's going to be a good game. I, I, I hope, I hope. Something happens that's good. So, and I hope, for God's sakes, I I don't want Green to kick anybody. <laughs> I'm so sick of this kicking nonsense. Like, yeah, some... that, that, I want to go back on that because I, I didn't get to okay. do a who you hating because I. I'm sorry. Go I ahead. Go I ahead. Have one ready. Oh, you're fine. I didn't have one ready at the time. I just want just fucking dick kicking Draymond Green. He's to quit kicking people in the dick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can't do it. Like he needs to quit. Not not just the dick. He's got quit kicking in the shins and in the sternum and in the stomach and in the head and in the back of the head and the other side of the dick. Like he's got to cut it out. Agree. Yeah. It's it, it was it was funny the first time. Quest <laughs> <laughs> is just not being careful. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the third time cost literally literally cost his team an NBA championship. Yes. So let's let's just let's just. Take a minute just to let that sink in. His stupid kicking cost his team an NBA championship. So, yeah, yeah he needs to. He, I, I completely agree. He was my he was my number two. Who am I hating? <laughs> I completely agree with you, Alex. You know, obviously he's going against Blake, so you know Blake's going to get in the air at some point. So he's going to have a perfect opportunity. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I guess it's like easy to say. Like the game, the matchup I'm most looking forward to in this is. Um, because we obviously know DeAndre of Jordan's going to just wipe the floor with Zaza Pachulia because he's Zaza Pachulia. Chris Paul against Steph Curry is obviously going to be huge because Chris Paul is like, if you want to talk about like quote-unquote true point guards, I mentioned John Wall earlier. I feel like Chris Paul also should be in that group of like the true point guards in the league. So we're going to see that matchup when he's a good defender going against, you know, the best shooter in the league, maybe the best shooter ever in some people's opinions. So yeah, I- I'm stoked for that, guys. I think that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I think the Clippers pull the first one off. I think they get this one, but I think Golden State's going to remember that they got this one. They're going to take it out on them at some point. Yeah, I think it's going to be a game that's really going to show that the uh, the Warriors are going to miss the muscle download that Bogut brought. Yeah. They need him back badly. <laughs> well, I think right now he's, yeah. being, he's being linked to the Celtics, which, like, Jesus, how awesome would that be for the Celtics? 
the other game I kind of want to touch on, since um, we'll be able to actually talk about this one, and it'll be the show will be up by the time it goes up. Uh, later in the week, we have OKC and Houston going at it. So we're gonna see Russell Westbrook against James Harden. Gee, I wonder what life would be like if those guys were teammates. If um, only. What a what kind of parallel universe are you living in, Tim? I don't know. <laughs> like they could potentially make the final, like, right? Could you imagine a team? Like, I just picture this. Like, if we had a team that was Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and stick with me, Kevin Durant. That would be crazy. <laughs> be Man. nuts. That would be what they call a super team, right? Yes. They would all, you'd have to be yeah. crazy to get that team, right? I don't know. I think you could. No, you could just get them. You could just have, have them all at once. God, I hate you, Oklahoma City. You're such a terrible franchise. I don't know how you're still successful. Well, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Those like that's these are two are guys that are like, you know we obviously know Russ is like triple double every night literally right now that's not an expression that is really happening, and Harden has that capability he's become an excellent excellent point guard which I can't believe people really thought he wouldn't be like he's an excellent passer and he's showing that on a team that like really needs him to kind of do Russell Westbrook things every night to be successful so yeah I, I, that's gonna be a, a fun one there. Any other games really stand out to you guys? That, uh, Alex, are you stoked about Popovich going to the United Center and Powell's return? I'm stoked. I mean, we got Tibbs coming to the United Center on Tuesday, next yeah. Tuesday. Uh, and then I, I always get excited for Bulls Spurs. I don't know why. I just love that game so much. I love that matchup. Kawhi it's probably gonna versus be a Butler. Pretty, I know. They'll probably show up to play that game. That's the kind of stuff that they do. They show up to play during right. you know, big games, and then they... And they lose to the Nuggets and the Magic and all these other terrible teams, you know, but whatever. Uh, uh, by the way, can we talk about the Rajon Rondo thing? Like, I know we're Bulls fans, but I feel like that's relevant, isn't it? Like, another suspension? It's cause for concern. <laughs> we, first off, I think we projected to be 10 games in. We're at 22, so, like, he set a record. <laughs> first off. Kind of disappointed in Isaiah Cannon and Jerry and Grant for not stepping up and playing well in his spot on that game. Like, they were not good. Which they were, like, the one two people that were good on that Bulls bench for a while. That Bulls bench is terrible. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. But they get yeah. Dougie back tomorrow. Whoop. Right. For the Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, unless there's anything else, you want, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up this week? Yeah, actually, I did. I did want to touch on uh, one last bit. Uh, Monte Yunus. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, he uh, he's he, <laughs> he was offered a deal by the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They and then it was matched by the Rockets, and uh, now he's not reporting to them. So <laughs> they're gonna have to trade him, I guess. So <laughs> I don't I don't really know what's going on with that. That's a weird situation for all players too. Yeah, he must have not have really wanted to be there at all. So I, you know, it's it's something to keep an eye on. Though it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Other than that, gentlemen, I think we can go to wrap up this week's edition of the Corner Three podcast, where we touched on Larry Bird, Space Jam, games, and LeBron's acting. So I think we had a good show. Good show, guys. <laughs> all right, everyone, have a good one and uh, enjoy the games this week. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.